Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 12, Stop Gossiping. When I first came into recovery and I learned that gossiping was one of my defects of character, I was shocked. I had no idea that I was a gossiper. It's because I really didn't quite understand what gossip was. I knew what really obvious gossip was, but I didn't understand that me complaining about people for years on end was gossiping. I thought I was just complaining And I also felt really justified in my complaining. I would never have believed that gossip would be one of my most insidious defects of character, but that has turned out to be the case. It's been one of those difficult things for me to stop doing. So I had to do a lot of work to stop. It really helped me to understand that one of the reasons that I gossip, and it was so difficult for me to stop, was that I was taught to gossip as a child. Now, my parents didn't sit me down and say, hey, let's talk about other people behind their backs. What they did was engage in indirect communication. And they taught me to do that as well. What I mean by that is this. In my family, if you had a problem with someone, you never went to that person. You complained about them to others. And of course, you didn't look at what you might be doing to contribute to the situation, Uh, like not talking to them directly, for instance. This is what I was taught to do by the modeling of my parents. So no wonder I gossiped. In my efforts to try to stop, I did a little bit of research to try to figure out what is and is not gossip. One of the things I learned was that if the conversation is solution-oriented, it may not be gossip. As I was first trying to get better about gossiping, I actually used this knowledge in my sick, twisted addict mind to try to get away with gossip. So this is how I did it. I would try to still talk about the person and then work in some kind of solution in there as a way to still get away with talking about them. When I came to see that, it alerted me to the fact that for me, gossiping felt really fucking good. And I was having a really hard time understanding why it felt so fucking good. So I started to ask other people in recovery and I got two answers that really helped me a lot. One person said, the reason it feels so good is that you get to feel better about yourself by putting other people down when you gossip about them. And the second person said, when you gossip about other people, you get to blame them for your problems. And I was like, bam, that's it. That is the reason it feels so damn good to me. I get to blame other people for my problems, for my difficulties, which goes back to the victim mentality I spoke about in episode three. 
And I'm not keeping the focus on myself when I gossip to other people or about other people, which I talked about in episode 10. The reality is if other people really are responsible for my problems, I am screwed. Coming to understand this really helped me a lot in my recovery. At the time when I was working on overcoming gossip, I was learning in my step work that that's what I've been doing my whole life, blaming everyone else and the world for everything that was going on in my life. Well, I mean, all of the bad things. Of course, I was willing to take credit for all the good things that were happening in my life. So I really had to take a look at this and figure out how to stop gossiping. One of the places where I was the worst at this was at work. I had been complaining about my boss for years. I'm not proud of it, I thought I was just bitching and complaining, which is also not cool. But to me, they weren't as bad as gossiping and it was just what you did. But when I really started to understand that it was gossip and it needed to stop, I decided to go to some of my colleagues. I picked the smaller team that I worked with on a much more daily basis than my larger team because I was friends with all of them. They all knew I was in recovery and it was kind of a safe place So I was able to say to them, listen, I have been gossiping about our boss and I need to stop. So I'd like your help. If you hear me talking about her, I would really appreciate it if you would bring it to my attention. The thing is, this also alerted them to not gossip with me. Because I had been there for longer than everybody on the team, I had created this culture of gossip where what we did was complain rather than do anything. So it wasn't just me that was affected by my gossiping. It wasn't just my boss and her reputation. It was my entire team and our culture of interaction. What was really interesting is that when I stopped gossiping about her, which by the way, was not 100%, I'm a human and it was a deeply entrenched pattern, but it was way up there in like the 90 percentile reduction of gossip. When I stopped, my resentment against her went away almost entirely. And I was like, oh my God, I'm the problem. Holy shit. And that revelation is when I started learning about what I now call dragging the story with me, or more accurately, stopping dragging the story with me. What this situation showed me was that, yeah, it kind of stinks that she doesn't follow through, doesn't do what she says she's going to do, is always wrong when she estimates time. Those were difficult for sure. But what made them infinitely more difficult was me talking about it all the time to everybody and not trying to solve the problems. Realizing that my resentment went way down when I stopped complaining about her caused me to realize that when shitty things happen in my day and I talk to somebody else about it, I'm basically re-traumatizing myself. Maybe trauma is too strong of a word here, though at times it is applicable. Maybe drama would be a better word, but you probably get the point. I'm reactivating myself by talking about it over and over and over again. For example, let's say somebody pulled out in front of me in traffic that morning and almost caused a crash. 
if that happened and I went to work and I was like, oh my God, you're not going to believe what this asshole did. They pulled out in front of me and I almost hit them. And then I talked to somebody else about it and somebody else about it and somebody else. So I'm reliving that shitty thing over and over and over again. My part in this is not that I caused the incident, but that I made it much, much worse by talking about it over and over again. I honestly didn't know that I didn't have to do that. So this is where I've learned to stop dragging stories with me. That means when something difficult happens in a relationship, for example, that I really need to process. I pick one person to process it with. I don't go around and talk to every single one of my friends for the next three weeks about it. The person I pick is someone I make sure is an emotionally healthy person and I only talk with them about the situation so that I can contain it. I'm containing it for my own self so I don't re-traumatize myself repeatedly and I'm containing it because I don't want to gossip about other people. If I need to go back again at another time and talk about this same thing because either I can't let it go or something else happened or it's just not resolved, then I go back to that same person to process the situation again to contain it. If for some reason I really feel like I have to bring someone else in on it, of course I make sure that's a safe person and healthy person. And that's also where having a sponsor comes in extremely handy. What I've come to understand is that stopping gossiping is boundary setting. I have boundaries around what's my business and what's not my business. And gossip is when I'm talking about stuff that's not my business. This is one of the many reasons why anonymity is so important in recovery. It keeps us from gossiping. We're not supposed to say who we saw at a meeting or what was shared at a meeting as a way to maintain boundaries and ensure a safe environment for everyone. Besides the boss example, I want to share another example about gossip to illustrate more reasons why gossip is so problematic. This example is from way before recovery and it involves my father. I always had a difficult relationship with him. In fact, I was estranged from him for 11 years at one point. When I started connecting with him again, it was primarily on the phone because he lived in another state. What would inevitably happen is that we would start talking about my brother. And really, when I say talking, I meant my dad bitching and complaining about him. Sometimes I commiserated or identified with him. Maybe I added a little bit. Maybe I made excuses for him. But mostly it was my dad bitching about my brother. At one point, I said to my dad, you know, it seems to me like all we do is talk about him and it's fine to talk about him from time to time, but having him be the entire focus of all of our conversations really just doesn't feel right. I wasn't quite sure why it didn't feel right, but on some level, I knew that it wasn't right. So he was like, okay, I hear that. And we stopped for a while, but slowly but surely, we drifted back into talking about him again. And again, I went back to my dad And when I say when I went back to him, I don't mean that I talked to him. I mean, I sent him an email because I did not talk directly to him because I wasn't taught to communicate directly in my family. And he probably would have been shocked if I did. Anyway, I said to him, hey, we've drifted back into talking about him again. And that's not really what I want to do. 
what I realized then was that it meant I didn't have anything to talk to my father about because I really didn't want to share anything about me with my dad. I had a very hard time feeling secure and safe and talking with my dad. There was no way I was going to be vulnerable with him. And I really didn't want him to know what was going on in my life. When I did some research on gossip and I started my new no gossip rule in my life, I realized that gossip prevents us from being intimate with other people. Here's why. Because one, if my dad and I were always talking about my brother, we were never going to talk about ourselves, which I can see now that's really why we did it. We didn't know it at the time, of course. So that's clear. We were keeping the focus off of ourselves. And two, when you're gossiping with somebody, they know that you gossip, And on some level, whether it's conscious or not, they're wondering, what are you saying about me behind my back? Is someone like that really going to be vulnerable with you and tell them the intimate details of what's going on? Probably not. So gossip prevents intimacy. A lack of direct communication prevents intimacy. And my family was not at all interested in creating intimacy. They didn't know how. I'm not blaming them. This is what they were taught. How could they have done any differently? They did the best they could with the tools they were given. Tools like gossip. In recovery, we're trading in those shitty dysfunctional tools like gossiping for healthy functional tools like direct communication. If you have been a lifelong gossiper like I was, there's hope that you can stop. For me, learning to practice these principles in all my affairs, like it says in step 12, meant I had to stop gossiping. I've also learned through recovery to keep the focus on myself, as I discussed in detail in episode 10. When I keep the focus on myself, which is the only thing I can control in this world, I'm much more likely to stop gossiping. It really helped me to be able to stop by first understanding where it comes from. I grew up in a family that engaged in indirect communication. It also helped me to understand why I did it. I did it because I wanted to make myself feel better than other people. I did it to keep the focus off of myself. And I especially did it because I wanted to continue to blame other people for my problems. Again, none of this was conscious. Now, some of you may be thinking, I'm fine when it comes to not starting gossip, but what do I do when someone else starts it? How do I respond? Well, here's a magic phrase that I've learned that you can use with such people. Just ask, why are you telling me this? This will usually disarm the person because they know what their motives are. And perhaps it will make them think twice about sharing the information with you. In addition, it will also give you a moment to pause. And remember, my number one tool of recovery is pausing, which I discussed in detail in episode eight. That moment to pause can mean the difference between sliding down the slippery slope of gossip and moving on to more important things. 
like keeping the focus on yourself and building authentic, healthy relationships with others. I know that for many people in recovery, direct communication feels impossible, but I am living proof that it's possible to go from being a lifelong gossiper to someone who engages in direct communication. Direct communication is where we say things directly to people like, I don't want to do that. That's not okay with me. Please stop that. Gossip is where you go, can you fucking believe she just did that to me? But you don't ever tell her, whoever that is, hey, don't do that to me. The thing is that learning to engage in direct communication, while difficult, is transformative. It's one of those things that is a really important part of having healthy boundaries and having an emotionally sober life. When I care more what I think of me than what other people think of me, then I am able to engage in direct communication. Learning to engage in direct communication also means that you're probably going to lose some of the people in your life. And the reality of recovery is if you want to live a happy, joyous, and free life, you probably need to lose some people. There are some people that you just don't need to keep around because there's no way to live a sane, healthy, functional, thriving life with those people around. It doesn't mean you have to cut out everyone for sure. And maybe some people you're just going to have to put limits on how much interaction you have with them. If you want to stop gossiping, keep the focus on yourself and engage in direct communication. I hope this has been helpful. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can get future episodes of